Stronger businesses are built on stronger ideas, but only if those ideas get executed. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we have Brittany Toms of C-Spark Go in the studio with us today, discussing how to execute on your ideas. And with that, I will turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome to episode 101 of Stronger Business Podcast. We're kicking off a new, what, what is it? What's the term? A new centennial? Centennial. <laughs> a new centennial of Stronger Business Podcast. I love Podcast. The, the, the public relations expert letting us know what word <laughs> we need to use. That's exactly it's amazing. Right. We're maxing out here, guys. We are here. We're in the Stronger Business studio. We are in person. It is awesome. We have an amazing guest today. We're going to learn a ton. If you're interested in learning how to turn ideas into action, this is going to be the episode for you. Our guest today is none other than Brittany Toms. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. Yes. You guys are killing it. Yes. And I'm just so impressed. And we told you last time, we're like, hey, you did outstanding on the podcast with us, Brittany, but we felt like there's something holding you back. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, let's put a name on it. And we named him Andy. And (laughs) you didn't invite him back this time. So it's a solo episode. When's Andy going to be out of town? Let's have you come on that day. It'll be great. (laughs) Can we tell people that this is being recorded? During Game Three of the NBA Finals, oh, and yeah. he happens to be in Boston. Boom! Yeah. So he couldn't make it for good reason. I'm sure he's not to too do. upset. He's, he's not. like, "Oh my God, I'm missing the Stronger Business Podcast." <laughs> Consolation God, Prize, I can't Game Three I'm here. NBA Finals <laughs> in Boston. Poor thing. Uh, Poor I thing. love it. I love I'm it. We're to excited here. to have you back. Thank We're you. excited to learn from you today to share with our audience. You are full of so much uh, wisdom and experience and can cover almost any topic in the realm of business and growing a business and scaling and being an entrepreneur and helping entrepreneurs and business owners. You, you've done it all. But really today, what you love talking about, what we all love like listening to and what as entrepreneurs are curse, we have a bunch of ideas, right? but a lot of them never get turned into action. Or if they do, they get partially turned into action before we have another idea and mm-hmm. we go chasing down another direction. So... For entrepreneurs, for business owners, how in the world do we just focus and narrow that down into putting things into action sure. where action and consistency equal success? A bunch of freaking ideas don't get us anywhere. Hey, and a caveat to this, just to say it on the front end, true or false, Brittany Toms is an idea person. I love ideas. Oh, I thrive yeah. off of ideas. And I think if you're, so you're listening. you're like a cured idea person. <laughs> I don't know that I'm cured at all. But I will tell you there's a secret to success or a secret to the madness rather. Um, if, if you're an entrepreneur, chances are you're an idea person. And mm-hmm. chances are you're an idea a minute person. Yes. And that may Ooh, or may yeah. not stress out the people who work with you, alongside you, for you. Um, and there's... <laughs> There's just a real um, a real struggle that that is requirement for birthing ideas, right? So ideas can just sit in that gestation period and you can think about it for a long time, but how do you really make it turn it into action? I love Strength Finder. Are you guys good Strength Finder? Yes, Strengthfinder fans? big time yeah. Strength Finder. We've been so, through Strength Finders in both our businesses and personally used it to yeah. help understand myself yeah, yeah. chad's for empathy for chad is number 97 on the strength <laughs> and there's only 34 straights there's only 34 so didn't make it and if you pay the extra 9.99 you can get them in order from oh, one to 34 and we, oh, we have paid it all <laughs> we, we got order <laughs> color codes details we've had speakers come in and talk to us about most it. people Brittany, we are, are all in the strength <laughs> most people are like oh i can't wait to see what my top five are me and chad are like oh i can't believe i can't wait to see what your <laughs> bottom five are <laughs> yes. what are your worst things it's like i knew it <laughs> well and you need to know your worst things because that's gonna that's gonna give you this key ingredient that we're gonna talk about because um and, you know, they put strengths into domains, mm-hmm. if you're f- super familiar. Well, I have zero executing strengths. Zero. None <laughs> of my strengths are in the executing domain. So I don't know how I get anything done. You said nice words about me. Thank you. I, I can just only credit it to the people that are around me. Um, but I do have good ideas, I think. I want to know what your theme is. So, all right, so for, for the listener, there okay. are like four themes. There's like 
Well, there's four themes. Executing, relationships, strategic, and... Is it influential? Influential. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's four, and, it's, and it, the strengths finder says, like, you lead with one of these themes. This right. is like your thing. So you're saying execution, executing, and you're like, that's zero. You find yourself in the bottom. That's your. I have no idea. Line. I actually haven't ever paid to get the one through 34. So oh, I just have my top. You know five. what? Just to give you this. Okay. You can log in <laughs> to the test that you took and pay the extra money, and it'll give you the, it'll give you the rest of them. If you I want need them. to do that. Now, I here's what that. we're going to do. Yeah, okay. We're going to, this is going to be our first on air. She didn't want to know what she's bad at. Stronger. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to take advantage of it, this is going to be our first ever on air approved stronger business expense. Okay. We're going to fund for you to find out the rest of these and share them with us. I think we we should. Hey, I'm going to take it a step further. Let's do it. I think we should do a giveaway to a listener who wants to take Strengths Finder. We have just had our second. On air, stronger <laughs> business podcast expense done. We're going to do a giveaway on Instagram as far as this podcast. We need to write. We need to wrap this podcast. Up. This is going to cost us a lot of money. Before. I hope someone who's good at executing is listening. <laughs> we, we are burning through the money per minute now. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Come on, I Chad. I think it, what, what's the book? Twelve ninety nine. Oh, that's exactly right. It might right. be more. Yes. These days. I actually have the Strength Finders book. I'm, I do yeah, too. I mean, we're all in. We're it's, all in. I was yep. against that stuff for so long. I thought it was a bunch of crap. So, do you want to take I, a guess what in? Chad leads with? What his theme is? What? Not well. In, influential. Which one is it? Execute. Execute. Oh, well, I can yeah. see that. I'll execute it's, bad ideas. He successful. gets things done. He executes bad ideas. <laughs> I'll all execute time. bad ideas. Yeah. I'll build things that nobody wants. <laughs> it's it. amazing. He's like, that I sounds like it. a decent idea. Let's do it. That's what his favorite phrase is. I love uh, it. Sorry. So you are an idea person. Execution idea person. is not something that's in no. your high skills. I mean, but I do. I get a lot done. Maybe some of the wrong things, too, um, for sure. <laughs> but there, I read... The follow-up book to Strengths Finder, I think Marcus Buckingham is the primary author. It says, "Now go put your strengths to work." That's the little white one. Uh huh. And I think it's green text green. Okay, I got on the, the title. White one. I haven't read it. I ain't opened it yet. But yes. I, got, I, got, I bought it. Oh, so Mr. Now, Good Execution hadn't opened yeah, that book yet. Now go put your strengths to work. Says that the definition of a strength is not only something that you're good at, but something that you enjoy. But the key to putting your strengths to work is to staff your weaknesses. Mm. Oh, and so knowing yeah. what I think that's the primary formula for how do you make ideas happen if you're an idea person you've got to staff your weaknesses and knowing your weaknesses is probably step one but also getting getting kind of over yourself a little bit and Uh saying I need people I need people around me that are smarter than me that are more talented than me in all of these areas and if I staff my weaknesses then man the sky's the limit and I really think that's how Andy and I have been successful as business owners. All right. So here's where the accountant in me comes out. Okay. I love this. I'm down for this. <laughs> how the heck do you afford? I mean, for me, I got a lot of weaknesses, Brittany. How do I afford to staff all my weaknesses? Sure. You're going to have to prioritize, Chad. So, <laughs> so, so I'm like, uh, and also too, okay, this is, a, this is a good question that I personally am interested in getting help with from your side. Y'all built something really awesome and an awesome company with a lot of different people mm-hmm. and been able to staff those weaknesses. How do you know how to interview mm. to hire somebody to staff your weakness when that's your weakness? You I don't talk I don't, to my director of HR, <laughs> Erica. <laughs> I'm bad at it. So how do I know whether I'm hiring somebody good at that or not? Yeah, I think there are so many different assessments that people can take. And, and StrengthsFinder could be something you could implement in the okay, hiring, in process. hiring process. You do that, I think, already, right? Yeah, we, we do from anybody that's going to be on our team full-time in the application process. You know, mm-hmm. once we're like, okay, we want to interview this person, we interview them and we have them take the StrengthsFinder. And we do the 1 through 34. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately for us, we want to know, are we going to ask, is, is the role of this job description in this person's, like, bottom five, you know, are, right. are they not going to be gifted to do this role? Like, regardless of how hard they try, is it going to be a struggle for them? So, yeah, we do strengths right. finders on everybody for a full-time team. Well, and I think satisfaction is so key because anybody can use their own gumption to get something done early on. But sustaining that role, mm-hmm. that's when you want them to really enjoy it. And Andy says it best. He's like, you're only going to enjoy 80% of your job. There's always going to be 20% yeah. of your job that you're not going to like, and you're going to have to grit your teeth and and get through it. 
But if you can enjoy, think about that. Think about enjoying 80% of what you do. That's a tremendous amount of job satisfaction. Absolutely. If you only enjoyed 20% of what you did, then you'd be pretty miserable in whatever job you are doing. So I think it's to the benefit of the interviewee as well. That's a, that's a really good point to make. I haven't thought about it from that angle and aspect. Do you think strength finders, when it shows us our five strengths mm-hmm. or our, our area of strength, do you think that most of the time equals enjoyment is that where we're happiest at no just because i'm good at it don't mean i'm happy at it right and i think strengths finder may assess some of that it's been it really has been over 15 years since i'm taking (laughs) it i'm like i don't want to calculate on on air um but i think it's a testament to your business experience i think a key indicator that it's a strength meaning it's something you're good at and that you enjoy is that time passes without you knowing it if you find yourself looking at the clock and going, when is this over? How long do I have to be in this meeting? When can I get back to X? What is it that you want to get back to? If that's your strength, whatever you're excited mm. about. You asked me what I'm excited about talking about. Yeah. Like that is something that I think also identifies your strengths. Okay. I like that. So well, the likelihood not, of yeah. you being, of, of you enjoying something that you're not good at or not gifted at mm-hmm. would be less likely than you being, you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm naturally good at something, I'm probably going to enjoy it because it builds confidence. I'm sure. kind of naturally good at it versus something I've always struggled with. It's like, not that I couldn't enjoy it, but what's the likelihood I'll maintain enjoyment of something sure. that I'm really bad at, right? So mm-hmm. at least you got a better chance of being, of enjoying yeah. it right. if you're good I at mean, it. There's, the, there's like my 13-year-old is really good at math. But he may or may not enjoy math. I know he's going to come work for the tech shelter. Come on, we're recruiting early there. Recruiting program, right? Go ahead, have him take that strengths finder. Brittany told him. That's exactly right. So this this is the uh, exactly. Chad Brown Consulting segment of the uh, podcast. So I am really good at knocking out tasks, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy getting tasks done. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't have anything to do with what I truly enjoy. How do I figure out, I guess I got to figure out more like what do I enjoy about what I do instead Mm -hmm. of just getting things done or through. Well, and I think that kind of goes back to me, like Simon Sinek, start with why. Yeah. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? And if there is this bigger purpose that you're accomplishing and that is what will sustain you in the 20%. That's what's going to, you know, there are times I guarantee you. Andy and myself both, we've probably quit 200 times each, (laughs) you know, but entrepreneurs don't get to quit. So you have to find that sustaining why, and that's going to, it's going to keep you going. So when you're turning ideas into action. Mm -hmm. I've quit so many times, Brittany. Like I had the idea, like I'm going to (laughs) quit and I just never turn it into, I just never did it. You know, so like I still think about it, but I just haven't done it yet. When you when you're turning ideas into action, mm-hmm. is the filter in all this means if you have an idea and you don't take action, it probably doesn't line up with your why or what makes you happy. That's good. So That's, is that? To, I think so. If you just have a bunch of ideas and you're not implementing, wise them, words from Chad Brown. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> seems to make sense to me. He's an, he is our expert here on the podcast. You may you may disagree. You are the much more of a visionary side of things. Do you think you have a lot of good ideas you are that would make you happy and you aren't excited about that just never get turned into action? So I think an interesting thing. So for me, one of my like top strengths is activator, which mm-hmm. means I'm good at like starting things. Mm-hmm. I suck at maintaining them because I because I have and you just you probably this is probably similar for you. Yes, because you come up with another idea, right? And we're idea generators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the new idea is like, oh, I'm creating and discovering and it's more it's more sexy and exciting. And so that's, it's it's a lot more fun to be bringing in kind of the abstract and like, oh, put, put it here, put it here versus like the nitty gritty detail of ongoing execution and refining and making an idea great. So I think for me, yeah, it's easily where mm-hmm. I like the new ideas and part of probably just growing up for me as an right. entrepreneur right. was having to maybe sort through like, well, you can't do all these things. So you got to get better at being like, this isn't not a great idea, nor does it have the capability of being one. I need to go ahead and kill it off instead of entertaining the thoughts, fantasy land to some degree. Now, that being said, I I think that this is something that's interesting. I have a harder time maintaining something that I am um, 
not passionate about. But if yeah. I'm passionate about something, I cannot continue to execute, mm-hmm. which I feel like Chad is very different because he's more prone to execution. Right. He can do hard things. He's not even enjoying longer because he enjoys doing things. Just yeah, getting it right. done. I'm, a, I'm such a task person. Doing task makes me happy. Makes you happy. Even if it's task, I hate doing. <laughs> like, I'm enjoy like, the God, task. I do not want to do what's on my time block at 4 o'clock today. Not passionate I about it. I do not want to do that for, from 4 to 5. But, but crossing it off his list, he can maintain for a lot longer. I'm for like, me, I'm like. I've done that. I didn't want to. Trying <laughs> to force myself to do certain things. And I'm like, sure. I need to do it. And I'm trying to manufacture emotion and energy to make myself do something. And it's not a good or bad thing. It's just a thing, right? Yep. But if it doesn't align for me, I have a harder time getting myself to do it. Meanwhile, Chad can be like, Grit, just do it. I'm Grit like, is be, so good. He's the dude who can like cut his own arm off if he's like stuck on a mountain somewhere. <laughs> and still running. I'm Iron like, Man. I'm just gonna die here with two arms, bro. I'm good. <laughs> that the idea of cutting my arm off does not seem does not align with my spirit. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> oh, <that totally laughs> one arm Chad's back here on the podcast, hosting by himself. How about well, for you, as far as that goes, from the ideas and the execution? Yeah, you, do you figure out how to balance between the two of us. I feel. I know. I feel. Well, actually, and I think it's great that the two of you are doing this together because. Every um, every idea person, every visionary needs an integrator, and an integrator hates ideas. They do, or and, and I hates maybe a strong word, but an idea a minute is like, please leave that those aside, like put those in your briefcase and set them at the like doorstep. Don't walk somebody, in with yeah. this. Yes, and that oh, some people like love being in meetings with me, and some people hate being in meetings with me because they're like, Brittany just created a whole lot of work for us to do. <laughs> I had 15 ideas <laughs> that we should do. Oh, it'd be great. So I think you do have to make the list and determine, prioritize which ones are actually going to accomplish the goal. Go back to the why. Things like that. But also fi- part of staffing your weaknesses is finding your integrator if you're the idea person. If you're the integrator, go find the visionary that mm-hmm. you get along with and that you can have real conversations and say, okay, let we can have an idea meeting and we'll list those down, but we're not going to prioritize and do anything unless we get group consensus. That right. That's the thing. Are we you should the do. chief idea generator for C Sparko? Um, yes. All right, you are. So let's just, let's like this a bully Brittany a little bit here for, for a second. We've been crushing <laughs> ourselves it. for episodes, just for 100 let's episodes. Do now. It. Episode 101, Chad. Let's make it We're different. Changing Starting, it up. Yeah. Let's Welcome to the guest. hot seat <laughs> of the new Centennial Podcast. I'm ready. <laughs> so, naturally, you're an idea person. You're probably, that being said, I think idea, idea people tend to be visionary because, again, mm-hmm. they're like seeing something that's not yet right. and feeling like it should be, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, it, does Andy naturally, is he more of a, let's get it done, let's execute, let's logistic, or is he still also like, no, he's a big idea person. Yeah. So like, what's the visionary integrator type role Josh, look like? Yeah, there? we have counseled about this. We have <laughs> we have talked about this. I mean, you know, spousepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. And <laughs> You coined that term for me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I right. use that all the time, there and I've never heard it before you too. So. And we talk about this all the time. He is more of the integrator in the sense that he is systems and processes and makes sure that the thing is running every single day the way it's supposed to be. You talked about consistency, doing something over and over and over again in the exact same manner. Andy is king, king of the castle. Um, and so he and he's I would just, have such great trips together. He's really that. good at it. You he's, should be at the NBA Finals today. Yeah. Fly on up there. If only so he had asked game. you. I couldn't um, leave this podcast. That's right. You had a prior <laughs> previous engagement. If it's on my calendar. <laughs> I, I don't do get to choose what I enjoy doing. Oh, and see, I do. It's like blocked <laughs> on there. Yeah, I got to mark that podcast episode with Brittany off my list. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. So, yes. And, and you know, the Andy Stanley-ism of of. Be sure to say wow, not how, to an idea person. So, Ooh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we've taken that to heart in our, oh, yeah. in our home you and can't, our business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess as an idea person, the how, like, it, that, that, that never gets flushed, never gets flushed out. Yeah. Right. How are we going to do that? Yeah, okay. and, and the when how question happen? happens before most of the time. The idea is completely spoken all the way. It's true. Hold up. Let me let me finish. Right. I can answer all the objection how questions. Give me a second, but let me get to like where's the here's what the summit looks like. Right. Right now we're just just setting up base camp. You know, like but I'm yeah, in, that, I love hives just that, thinking yeah. about it. That quote from Andy Stanley, they're like it's good. Yeah, you gotta say wow. It's life changing. How is great in the right timing. Right. But you gotta say wow for the for the idea people, because we're yeah. we're creating something new, we're excited about it. And like, well, how are we gonna do that? It's like a deflating, like, hey man, give me a second. So is 
And so I think clarifying and, and define, a friend of mine says definitions are everything, right? And, and I work in communications. I would say communications are everything and they go hand in hand. And if you can define, say, I'm having a moment where I want to verbally process a thought or an idea, and you can take the pressure off the integrator and say, we don't have to do this idea. I just want to think about it for a minute. It would, Ooh, it would be really fun for good. me to think about it. And so clarifying things, you know, anytime you go into a conversation, you sit with the other person and you, you kind of set the end in mind. I want to leave here with you feeling amazing about yourself. Like, that's my goal. Or I want to leave here having left a positive impact. Oh, my impact. God. That's such an unselfish approach to a meeting. Well, it's not how do I leave here and get what I want or how do I leave here and convince somebody of something. Yeah. It's how do I leave here? Making a mark, making an impact. So That is huge. So, <clears throat> I got a question for you on that because mm-hmm. you said That's really good. a second ago, some people don't praise her too much. Man, <laughs> we're going to beat her I up like in, it. in a second. Jen, rethinking my approach you think all of your meetings with that with that lens from here on out and all of your meetings will be a success or I'll regardless be bro- of or whether I'll be you're broke one of the chances <laughs> see like what do, I need to do? what do i need to do next no you you mentioned you're right two things there is in regards to to meetings you said earlier like hey half my staff hates meetings with me mm-hmm. and half my staff maybe they love meetings they love with it. me and i learned this actually because doing strengths finder mm-hmm. uh training with Clay Kirkland. I think yes, you know Clay. I love Clay. And he said, and I ne- honestly, I've never thought of this. And you, you just mentioned something that made me think of it. He's like, idea people, they love brainstorming, mm-hmm. right? Me and you love can sit it. in a room, start throwing right. stuff, and we're like fired up. Right. And there's other people in the room, and the more that you and I talk, the mm-hmm. more the energy is leaving, their soul is leaving their body because they're like, how are we? They're saying how, right? Because mm-hmm. they're naturally inclined to say how. And Clay was like, you, do, you don't do brainstorming sessions with everybody. Like, there are certain people that it's really gifted to do that, and there's, sure. and there's other people that need time to process. And so a brainstorming session just stresses them out. It's too and many ideas. They're overwhelmed. Like maybe they'd be like, right. once the ideas were generated, you can communicate those and not and not in a brainstorming session. Well, but knowing and, your audience for a meeting. And it's important, I really think, especially as a leader of any organization, it is important to draw ideas out of those people who are more quiet in nature or, or don't want to, you know, shout their ideas from the rooftops in front of a large group or maybe need time to process. I think it's really important so the idea people can get in a room and, and see what sticks, right? Um, and then pass those off in list form to some process people that can ask how and what would be the most yeah. beneficial, maybe the most wise and what would be the most cost effective. And the people that are going to ask some of those harder questions that you and I, Josh, probably are like, I love separating that. that process. But right? don't leave those that. people out because yeah. they have valuable yeah. if you just ideas. hand it, hey, go make this happen. Right. They're, like, they're just coming in a different God, form. But they're natural. It, yeah. You know, and this is what Clay was explaining with the strengths finder aspect. He's like, look, certain people's strengths, their talents, their skills mm-hmm. are more slower processing and then there's other people that the, the idea generators they're like quick 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 stop quick. asking me how i'm changing the world well, because <laughs> it, they're building an idea as a again brainstorming yeah. session their the idea is, is continuing to like evolve well while it's evolving this next person's like yeah, okay well how they're starting to try to figure out the slow yeah. processing and then it changes again and it changes again and it changes yeah. again so yeah I, perfect like you gotta have those people that process the idea and actually get some of the again will this work or not mm-hmm. so i got a question for you on it as an idea person okay Again, based on something you just said, I used to have it because you said you preface some of your ideas. Hey, I just want to talk about this. Not saying we're going to do anything. I just right. want to have a chance, some space to be able to like voice some things out. Mm-hmm. I just want to pontificate. I would be with my staff mm-hmm. and I would be exactly what you just said. I'm like, oh, here's what I'm thinking. And they would all hear it as in, this is what we're this doing. This is what now. we're doing. That's how they hear it. Yes. And Josh wants it done yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I, and I'm like... No, I was just throwing something on the wall. Like that doesn't bring. Well, hey, we. Can I wanted do this. to see how that resonated with you all. Exactly. I, I, I want some input, but they're hearing like marching we have orders. To do this it. is what we're doing right. now. Right. And I'm like, what? It's where you have to be mindful of your role in the room too, Absolutely. and say, I'm going to take a back seat to being too authoritarian in both here. Both those things, though. I used <laughs> right? to because in my mind, because I love brainstorming, I I just felt like everybody must love this. Mm-hmm. Coming up with something new and awesome, right? And then also like. Oh, you can throw an idea out there and people don't just accept it. So I had to learn from a standpoint of communicating clarity mm-hmm. and leadership to preface things oftentimes by saying, look, guys, yeah, I'm not saying we should ever do this. And if we ever do do it, 
maybe it's a year, two years down the road. Yeah. It's just a, something I was thinking about and how to more slowly speak out, well, two things, filter out some of my ideas on my own mm-hmm. instead of verbally processing them to a team, but then also more slowly communicating them because I might say, like, here's where we could be in 10 years, Chad, and nobody else can see past 12 months down the road. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm excited about 10 years, and everybody else is like, they just, I lose them immediately. And so I had to change my communication style. And it felt so weird. It almost felt wrong. You know, I'm like, oh, but I'm so excited. I got to share the excitement. It's like, but that's honoring the people that you're leading. Well, learning that different people mm-hmm. have different strengths. Great. And I can't communicate that to this person. It'll mess them up. This person's great. This is his language. I can talk to him about this. We'll get excited. Mm-hmm. This guy will update his resume and put <laughs> looking for work on LinkedIn <laughs> immediately because it's just not there. Not, so on your end, with doing those things, mm-hmm. the question I have for you is, how do you go about for when you're creating ideas? Because again, I'm sure you, you've probably had 19, <laughs> 97 ideas since we've been here about how this podcast can be better too, which is great. Tell us those at the end. <laughs> if you I'm writing them down. <laughs> but no, how, how have you developed for yourself again, turning ideas into actions? Because again, you have, you know, an abundance of ideas. How have you worked through communicating those to others and then also self kind of self-assessing which ideas were great or not. Because again, as we're creating the ideas, it's fun, it's passionate, it's something inside of us opens up. It feels like I'm honoring God's purpose right now by creating this idea. And that can be difficult to determine which is good and which is it. And then also there are babies, right? You know, so it's like allowing someone else to say, hey, Brittany, Mm Yeah, that's not a bad idea, but it's just not good enough for us to execute. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, you know who, who teaches on this so well? Lightning McQueen. <laughs> or what is it, Doc? <laughs> you have to go slow to go fast, right? And I so it. I think um, that's that's so good. And I have certainly learned, A, to preface my idea generation moments with some clarifying communication. But also knowing what works is is key. I mean, we have built some systems and processes that work. And at the more we keep doing it the same way, maybe, and obviously innovating it, making it better. Um, I'm a big fan of Truett Cathy's bang the table. We're going to get better before we mm-hmm. get bigger. And if we focus on getting better, the market will demand that we get bigger. And I just think that that is so true. So you focus with whatever it is in front of you, do an excellent job at that, and then there will be opportunity to do more of that great execution. Um, I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to focus on what's right in front of you. If you're constantly looking out, then you're not getting the things done that do matter today. So, yes, I think we talked about this earlier. Staffing your weaknesses is a little bit of a luxury. What if you're a solo entrepreneur and you're just like hustling and grinding it out? I mean, you're going to have to figure out where your time is best spent. What are, what are the things that only you can do or in your organization or that – that you can do best in the world in your organization and find and start slowly getting the pieces off that you're not, you're just not best in the world at. That's who, how you're going to. Who has permission for you to tell you, because again, you're a business owner, yeah. you founded the company. And and when you started your company, it's like, though this company is built around the cornerstone of Brittany. She's got the expertise. She's got the skill set. We're going to build something. Yeah. We're going to take your brain and try to systemize it and help yeah. others to, to live it out. Right. Who's got permission to say, that's not an idea we should take action on. Yeah, we, I mean, this is actually some secret sauce. I think everybody will benefit from this. Um, We have an executive leadership team where we have freedom and permission to dream and ideate at least once a week and for a longer session once a month. So at least one hour a week, we spend dreaming. And for one half day a month, we spend just poking holes and thinking through like, ideas and next steps so you have systematic systematic scheduled time to break we call them spark sessions we call them spark sessions of course you do it's branded (laughs) trademark do we how do you put a trademark in a podcast little tm right you can't call it spark sessions we'll get sued we call them stronger sessions our internal communications are so strong that i think it's really the secret sauce for our external communications you talked about meeting with your team weekly huddles what does a football team do before they go out and run a play they huddle. You look, You get in a circle and you look your teammates in the eye and you say, 
You know what play we're running God, next? Such good analogy. You know what we're oh, going to do God, next? And as long as everybody's on the same page, then you can run that play. There's going to be a time. It's not the game time to like change the game plan. Ooh, yeah. So you've got to make those times. Did you just make that up just then? I that did. sounds so good. That, that was is good. good. That cannot be a quote That's graphic. That's really good. Oh, we're going to post that on social media. Like. Yeah. Audible during the play. <laughs> and Yeah. You're, I mean, there's, and think about that. There's moments built in. There's halftime. You're going to make halftime adjustments. You know, there's mm-hmm. postseason. You're going to recruit other players. We could run this analogy this is, oh, all man. day oh, long. Oh, yeah. You yeah. play football, Brittany. <laughs> Amazing. But you know, I do use this analogy with <laughs> at C-Spark Go all the time. Like as an agency, our world is so competitive, and yet I'm a big believer that there's no such thing as competition. That if we do what we do really well, that we're t- we're going to stay in the game no matter what. But we we recognize that there is somebody in the second string who wants our job. There's Ooh, always somebody sitting on the sidelines. We got to stay, keep getting better. Abundance mentality, but yes. if we don't keep getting better, like they they want our job, and so we 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 fight for it by doing a great job. That's good. But your focus though, not on being better than the next guy. You're exactly. focused on hey, the next guy's trying to be his best, and so we got to be our best. Exactly. I'm not trying to like just one up him all the time. I'm like no no no, we just gotta yeah. we gotta stay grinding out from the standpoint of personal development, professional development, being the best version mm-hmm. of us in our business, but not necessarily trying to say, what's the other guy doing? Let's do it better than he's doing it. Right. Because, but he is coming for you. I, you know, I went on this, I called it a CEO tour. It was 2017 maybe. And I just started booking appointments and meetings, got on planes in some cases and, and traveled to offices of other agency owners and said, how did you scale? How did you get bigger? Not for the sake of getting bigger, but just what was your story? Tell, tell me your story. And this one agency owner in Indiana, she had... That may be our third Centennial podcast, by the way. We may go on the road. Oh, there you go. I love it. I love it. Um, She had a whiteboard in her office, and on it, she had this quote written. It said, winners focus on winning, losers focus on winners. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, bam, yes, that's it. That's good. You focus on what God has called you to do right here, right now. Yes. And if you're focused on anyone else, you've lost. If you're looking at anyone else's role or anyone else's job or career or gifting strengths, you've lost. It is about what God has called you to do right here, right now. All right. Let's talk about, let's, all right, question for you, for you two and back to the Strength Finders if strength finders everything would would that model and concept is mm-hmm. focus on your strengths that's what you're good at that's where you're happy in most cases that's where you're the that's most your impactful to others talent that's sure. right um i am constantly trying to circle back mm-hmm. and like work on my weaknesses like oh i need mm-hmm. to be better at that or oh, i could be a well-rounded business owner if i fix that sure. for for you to as idea generators and such Mm -hmm. strong visionaries do you feel the need to work on your weaknesses or should back to the football analogy should the receiver just work on catching the ball and never practice blocking like Mm -hmm. how do you (laughs) what is the balance there and what's been the approach for you two yeah i don't josh i'll jump into this um i think for me one of the things that was that was fortunate that this seed was planted in my early 20s I got, like, somebody gave me a John Maxwell book, Becoming a Person of Influence. It was John mm-hmm. Maxwell and Jim Dornan. And Maxwell kind of taught that idea of, like, focus on your strengths. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be the well-balanced everything. Like, you know, you want to you want to grow and you want you don't want to have any huge deficiencies. But if you're not gifted at being Mr. Details, then, as Brittany said, like, mm-hmm. partner, find people that can be a team. So a team-based leadership. So you, instead of being a Lone Ranger I'm the hero. Mm-hmm. I've always looked at it from the standpoint of I've got to build a team. I got to be a team player, and therefore I got to lean into the parts that I'm really gifted at. Mm-hmm. And again, not you, you can't have a flat tire, right? You got to like if, sometimes your weaknesses are so weak, you do have to make some. You got to focus on getting it to where it's not such a weakness that it holds you back. But yeah. I, I just try to lean into what what can I be the best at, and then. Let me try to focus on that. And again, too, one of the good things with that, for me personally anyway, maybe it's different for you, Brittany, is that I, it is easier for me to work on my strengths. I enjoyed them. I, I thought I could be good at it versus yeah. me. If you said, Joshua, what I want you to do 
is I want you to do the same thing tomorrow at eight o'clock and at nine o'clock and at 10 o'clock <laughs> and the next day and the next day, I'd be like, I'm going to go climb that mountain and I'm going to get stuck on, you know what I'm saying? I would be, just say it, it makes it, I hate that idea. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, for me, it was more so I was okay with being like, let me figure out what I'm good at and let me like try to focus on that and, mm-hmm. and be okay with not being great at something. So that book and Maxwell's teaching for me early on created the opportunity for me to say, it's, I could admit when I'm not good at something. Right. I think it's important not to make, not to let your, even a strengths-based approach become an excuse. Well, I'm not good at that. That's something I'm, mm-hmm. that's something I have a weakness in. And so you can't count on me or depend on me mm, yeah. to be there. I think it can, it can quickly become a scapegoat for you to just do the things that you want to do. <laughs> and I think it comes back to being that 80-20 rule, right? Like you want to be... 80% in your giftings and but that doesn't mean you've escaped having to do some of the hard stuff. It doesn't mean if you're not a timely person that you're not required to be on time for meetings. You know, or if you're not a an idea person that you don't need to speak up in a meeting or if you're not a um task manager that you're not required to check some tasks off the list. Like you've got to be able to do some of the things. It can't be a scapegoat. I think it's more of just a framework. And then you, and then you th- look at the things that you have to do, and you just grit your teeth and do them. Well, that's the funny thing too, as an entrepreneur versus somebody who is an employee. Mm-hmm. When you're starting the business, it's just you, or it's just you and your spouse. Like you got to do stuff that you suck at, right? And so you wear can, all the hats, right? Yeah, you're like, man, I gotta grind this out until I can afford to pay somebody to do this because sure. I suck at it. I'm not good at it, and I don't like it. So let me, but you got to do it, right? So it's right. like grit it, do it. Thing. And yeah, that's for me. Like, I don't have to be great at everything, but I don't even want to suck at right. anything. So yeah. I'm like, eh, what's the, what do you, you know? Eh. And another thing I think that you just made me think of, Josh, like, C Spark Go turns 15 this year, probably right about the time that this podcast yes. is. Yes. Wow. Birthday party. Air. Happy Woo! birthday party. Yeah. And so we're 15 years in, right? We call that we, when we hit, um, 11 years, we called it decade two thinking. We kind of stole that from a client of ours, but, Decade, the people that you're going to need to surround yourself with as an entrepreneur that want to lock arms and wear multiple hats and do a whole lot of things because you've just got to, that's a very different DNA and ingredient list in a startup years one through 10. And I don't know if you've ever seen that um, calendar meme. It's like year one, year two, year three, year 10, overnight success. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so those first 10 years of any business are grinding. They're hard. But what you start to see in year 11, years 11, 12, 13, 14, is you start to see that hockey stick start mm-hmm. to data point itself out uh-huh. and scale starts to happen. At least that's been true for us. I think some businesses can certainly do things faster there's this thing I hear called investment capital. We didn't have that. (laughs) (laughs) And so we just, you know, have been cash flow positive since day one, and we've never taken on debt. But it's called a foundation, right? But you've created this foundation. And what decade two is looking very different than decade one. Mm -hmm. A, we have way more systems and processes. And we have a lot more people that are insanely talented. And so that I think makes me it the proudest mama bear, I guess you can say as as an organization. And Andy too, like we get giddy just being like, man, our this team is so smart. Like they are so sharp. Well because so you've been them. able to number one, for you guys, you've been able to cast vision and get excited about it and build right. something people want to belong to, right? Mm-hmm. But then as you're saying, staff your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Your company gets exponentially better because you're bringing in people right. that are more talented in these areas of need than you are. Yeah. And so I think some of the hockey stick aspect is like, well, now i got a team of people that are actually good. Because right. even at the beginning of it, and it's not knocking people you hire up front, but most of us, the people we hire in year one or year two aren't with us at year yeah. 10. Sometimes we're lucky. But if it, you kind of scale up there too, right? So you're continually to build a better team. And I think sure. at a certain point, you are kind of able to compound the effect, you know, catapult to the next level. But again, as you grow in any business, the cool thing is that more of that 80-20 thing you talked about with Andy earlier, yeah. you can actually focus 80% of your time on the on things that you're, you're good at because at. you're not having, because you, you got you hired somebody else to hire something that you're not gifted at. And they are gifted at it. That was also a hard entrepreneurial lesson for me, yeah. believing that, I can't, Brittany, I don't want to give you this because I hate it. Yeah. Assuming that you would hate it Assuming too. you're, that is so true. Right? 
Yeah. It's like, no, somebody else may love that. They hate the idea. Of, here's one running a brainstorming session. I'm like, hey, Brittany, will you run a brainstorming session? You're like, sure, where? Where? Spark where when? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Violate the trademark copyrights getting sued. You would do that, but you could ask somebody else in your team to do it, and they may be like, can I just... Right. You know, can I just do the books instead? Exactly. Right. So it's just interesting to see how it all plays out like that. When you got to get people. Oh, sorry. sorry, I want to hear your question too. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> I was just going to point out a, a gal that has been at C-Spark Go for five years and counting. Even before that, she interned for the organization, um, Callie Young. And she is the probably the single most talented individual that I've had the pleasure of working with. And she's so, so smart. She's got people... Uh, around her that are also amazing. She's just really, really sharp. And I've watched her go from being a college student worker, not knowing exactly what she was gifted in and what, where, how she could put her strengths to work, to going through our internship program, finding out what she loved to do, and then really, I mean, hitting a stride maybe two or three years in where we as a company were leaning on her expertise in, in terms of process refinement and process orientation. And now she's able to, she's scaling our entire onboarding and training and leadership development in the organization. And she just took her three week sabbatical for being at the company for five years. And she's amazing. That's so awesome. I'm like, I love seeing you just, but the entrepreneur isn't the only one that's going to grit it out and get into a place where they're working in their streaks there. Sometimes there's going to be intrapreneurs too. So, so in that you talked about the first 10 years, you talked about Callie kind of blossoming and, and mm-hmm. coming into the role and the, the strengths that she has so now. Much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you've grown the business and have been able to scale the business, do you think the people that helps get your company through year two, all the way up to year 10. Right. Are they the same people that get you from year 10 to year 20? Or is it a totally different mindset and team? I think, Josh said it earlier, I think you're really blessed if somebody is willing to stick it out and go through those those gritty years uh-huh. to get to a place because it's a different organization. It, it almost seems like a completely, a completely different, different personality and, right. and risk tolerance and acceptance mm-hmm. of change and fluidness every day. Exactly. More policy. Yeah. more Just more structure in general. And so I think there's people that are structured people and love structure that are willing to go through those early years because they see a vision and a promise for more structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's people that are going to, you know, they're not going to come until you've got some infrastructure. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 that is a hot mess over there. I am not joining that. Security, safety, Security, structure. safety structure. Yeah. yeah. And so I think to, if you can find a unique, you know, unique people that can set, that can help you build it. And you say like, we're locking arms and we're doing this together. Like, yeah, my name's on the founding documents, but this is our company, and we all get to build it, and we are all responsible for doing really great work for for client services. Um, I think those are really special people, and I think they're gems, hidden gems that we should all be looking for. Awesome, but not necessarily as a whole team or company environment. The people that get us to a certain point yeah. might not be the same team yeah. of people that take us to the next level. I, I think that's hard for us as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. hard for us Very as business hard. owners. We want to bring everybody with us. We want to pull, mm-hmm. like me especially, I want to pull people where I'm where I'm trying to go to this next 10 years, but right. they don't want to go there. And I'm like, I don't I get caught up and, and hung up. In and it's that. easy to feel mm-hmm. wrong yeah. in that type of situation. Yeah. Oh, like, or like, I, I what did take I do wrong? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, if it doesn't work out. Or I'm exactly. almost like trying to outgrow or I'm, you know, mm-hmm. trying to change too fast, which brings me to the other question for you two. I feel like you two are way more in alignment with uh, how to grow and scale and mindset of ideas and vision and turning ideas into other people that can put them into action. Podcast title. <laughs> as a, yes. <laughs> as, as the idea side, as long as the idea is getting put into action, do you care about timeline or do you want it like tomorrow? Oh, good question. For me, it's like, I don't have patience. Like I want the implementation it to be perfect like tomorrow. Do you two feel that way? No. 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 Okay. And, I, and I think in business too, like six months is fast. Oh my God. Like I think so if something, if we swallow. make, there are a few, there are tweaks that you're going to do and make that are real time. 
and and they're going to get you on on the path. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think you're in it for the long haul. You want to see something that you're building being really sustainable. And so you need to make those tweaks, like taking an engine to a mechanic. So this is what I'm going to say is not going to be a shocker. <laughs> this is pretty obvious. Brittany is a much more pleasant, likable person than me. <laughs> so her answer to that question is somewhat different than my answer to that question. Because, Chad, this is where you and I would see things in a similar we start fashion. To line up a little bit more? Okay. But I also know that I'm like, I want, I do want it when it's, when we've discussed an idea, we've discussed mm-hmm. something, I'm like, all right, we're, are we, this is something we're going to do. And the team's like, yes. I'm like, all right, let's get it done. Let's roll with it. So I am more like, but I also know part of who I am as a person, part of my wiring is to be a little bit more impatient. And so I have to discount that. And I got to be like, they're not going to do it as fast as I want it done. It really is. Like, I just know I'm like, it's not going to happen at the speed that I I wish it were going to happen. And so I already know that. That's where I think you and I are a little bit different on that. You still expect Mm -hmm. that it's going to happen yesterday. And I'm like, hey, I'm with you. I want it to happen yesterday too. But it ain't gonna happen yesterday. Right. And we're gonna have to, you know, create realistic timelines of when this today. And I think that's Brittany's. She's probably more realistic I, of saying, "Hey, this is gonna take the time." I'm tempered in this. I've exactly. seen it. <laughs> it see, Ooh, that, how's Andy? That's how's like, Andy? Is he more like? No, Andy is slow. The slow the roll. Really like, slow, oh, strategic. Yes. He is Absolutely. such a great person. He I is cannot such a great stand person. him. <laughs> man, he is so good. <laughs> He's so good for me. And I think vice versa. But I just he, assumed idea people were like, want it fast too, and like, got to have it tomorrow. But, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but there is this, I, we talked about this right before we started recording too, like what at what cost? At what cost uh, are you willing to go that pace? And y'all are both able as people and as leaders mm-hmm. to see the relational or the personal cost of your team, right? right? So you're saying, hey, if we try to do it this fast, it's going to cause this person this person relational harm right. or emotional harm. Or burnout. And so it's, mm-hmm. which then turns to a numbers game, right? It's like, hey, if we burn out, we got to hire somebody else. That's expensive. Mm-hmm. I think y'all are just gifted at being the able to. The logic behind what the costs are. Right. They're being logic right. about the the, the human resources cost of like what's Ooh. what is what can these people from a capacity standpoint yeah. how much can they actually execute and having a realistic timeline of that and being okay with that realistic timeline yeah. when I'm like and, and trying to be realistic. I mean, and we help it. we help companies do this too. A communications rollout of any type of change management of any type of new or enhanced vision statement, whatever it is. Like it's you just and you want to build in moments. I think. Um, Kairos moments for your team versus the Kronos moments, like just the everyday grind. You want to build in moments that are memorable. And so if you have things that you want to change in the organization, build a plan to make that change memorable. All right. You two, I don't know if this was intentional, Uh but you probably just changed my business life in this (laughs) last conversation. Like no joke. So I am really good at numbers and value cost versus benefit, mm-hmm. return on investment. Mm-hmm. I am really gifted at, if you tell me you want to spend $1,000 or $100,000, a million dollars, I know how to mm-hmm. handle all those formulas and calculations. I'm also good with people's time. If you're spending five hours, right. what's our return on that. investment? Uh, what's the cost-benefit analysis of it? I have never thought about the human side of stress or cost Mm -hmm. or cost analysis of trying to do something too fast Mm -hmm. or implement it too fast or how your team takes it or the stress or that side of it like putting the people feelings component into like a cost benefit analysis Mm, there you go that's good you know but probably a way i can somehow in some backwards accountant way like put empathy into a formula (laughs) You just put empathy into a formula, Chad. This is like life changing. I'm so proud. I I, I think y'all taught it here. I just (laughs) well, one of the things picked up on it somehow. I would say is in regards to what you just said is, and I can think of a couple of examples here, but is if you do with ideas and action, but I learned no, well, it does. We're about to put some application to it. Okay, let's do it. Because one of the challenges that you would face because of how you're wired is to be like, oh, okay, this is what I need to do. Let me execute this. I will now put a you know human casualty percentage to my spreadsheet of rolling things out 
It was like, no, 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 no don't do that. <laughs> we're going to lose, we're gonna lose two people every three months because that's part of that's our cost yeah. of doing business. But what I would say though is that, <laughs> so, and, and, and right. there's a local example. I won't say the business name, but there's a gentleman that is extremely. He's like one of the best at what he does, in, like in the world. But he's here in Athens, and he builds an incredibly successful business, mm-hmm. and he loves people, mm-hmm. loves people. Wine does what he does, but he is not as interested in persons. And so in his business, he said, look, I got my business is thriving. I want to focus on this thing that I'm the best in the world at, which is my trade or my practice. Mm -hmm. I don't want to manage my people. And it's not that I don't love my people. I just can't, I can't handle the, the, the persons. Mm -hmm. So let me hire this guy who's great at managing persons. We both love people. I love people from a broad spectrum and he loves individuals so he can lead the team that's and I can focus on my craft. So mm-hmm. is it being able to bring in the gifted people? Because your thing is like, dude, I want to execute and win. But if I said, okay, well, in order for you to execute and win, Chad, what you need to do is you need to dedicate all of your time moving forward to one-on-one team building with every individual team member. You would say, I just retire yeah. now. I'm done. <laughs> I be a solopreneur. Like, I just do, but, I'd rather just do it on my own and wear all the hats. If right. we said spend XYZ to hire someone who that's what their giftingness is, right. that's what they love to do, and then you can focus on what it is that you're the best in the world at. I think that's what sometimes the challenge can be is, again, if with building the team, right? right. And, and being okay with that. Because honestly, when we when we say that stuff in our culture, it feels like I'm saying you're wrong for being the way that you are. You should be more into your team and your people and individuals in one-on-one sessions. I'm like... But you might not can. That's not who you are, man. You and me are business partners. We're good buddies. How much time do we spend together a week? About an hour during the podcast. <laughs> This is our one-on-one time, and we're getting something done. But you know what I'm saying? It's like it can be easy to think that we're supposed to be somebody different than than who we are. I know another person. He's in the ministry world. He's killing it, and I I, whatever was in close proximity to him for two years. And I was like, this dude's in the freaking ministry. He's trying to bring people to Jesus. He don't like persons. He loves people. He wants to see people know Jesus. But, man, he does not want to hang out with that person. He wants to ride his bike in the daggum woods. You know, and, and being like, I struggled with that. I was like, ah, that feels at odds with me. I was like, no, no, no. It's just, it's he's just very missional. He's intentional. Right. And that's who, and God has created him to be this way. And he's not going to be a counselor. He's not going to be a one-on-one guy. He's a lead the charge guy. And I think that's how I see you, Chad. It's more of that, like, let's get some stuff done, man. But Because it's going to have impact and it's going to yeah. better people's lives. You love yeah. people. You want I mean, to see I, people change. I think what we've kind of just full circle come around and talked about in this entire episode is that People need people. We need each other, even as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as teammates, as intrapreneurs. Like we're all creating something together, but we can't do it alone. And we've got to find the things that that work for us from an enjoyment and satisfaction standpoint and impact, financial, fiscal responsibility impact. But then also how, you know, how do we do what we're what we do best and let other people do what they do best and and celebrate and embrace that. Be yeah. really excited to give things away to people that that fires them up. And and we've seriously spent mm-hmm. the whole hour unpeeling what you started with is the way you turn ideas into action is through hiring people to staffing pick up your, your weaknesses. weaknesses and staffing mm-hmm. your weaknesses. So well, you say in hiring or staffing, like there's a piece of it too that can be like it, it doesn't partnership have to... or joining. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Linking arms. Yep. 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 Yeah. Pursuing a mission. Uh, all right, I got a question for you. Okay. Just kind of on the spot. We didn't let you know this one. What is the what is Brittany Tom's the best in the world at or or top class in? What is the thing that Brittany should be focusing her time, attention, and efforts on on a consistent basis? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I am the best in the world at getting people fired up and excited about whatever it is that they are doing. Like when I go into client meetings, and this happened early on in C-Spark Go Land, that every time I left a client meeting, I told Andy, I was like, I want to work for them full time. I, just, I want to like <laughs> help make their vision a reality and whatever they're pursuing, whatever mission it is. Chad's yeah, hiring for chief people officer. For <laughs> I would really be terrible at that. Um, but I would just get so fired up at, at whatever it is that they were doing. And I think me being fired up and excited about whatever it is that they were doing, got them excited. They were like, you're more excited about this than I am. And I really genuinely was and it, and am to this day. And so if you if if you could best put me to work, it would be to have me join 
a spark session for your brand and come up with ways to tell more people about it. Your business name is perfect based on what you just said. See Spark Go. I mean, for real, because you're like, oh, I see what's great about somebody else and I'm excited about it. We're like, let's roll. Let's, I'll join your team. I know. Except I'm, I'm super bad at sustaining and finishing. So yeah. So think, like two weeks later, you talk to yeah, Brittany and she's like, like, this idea This is why you need a team. This is why you need a team. I know. I know. I love it. I'm so thankful for smart people. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, and really it, it helps me just reframe and it's it's interesting as we look back at prior episodes, I seem to keep coming to this conclusion and getting wise counsel from so many guests on the podcast of yeah, you, you got to hire the the people person. You got to hire mm-hmm. the yin to your yang you gotta staff your weaknesses from a marketing i just continue to be like no i'll just do it or eh, i'll i'll do less of this and i'll do more of that or if i do it more i'll like it or i'll enjoy it or right but it's from a marketing square peg round hole marketing (laughs) angle here we we were going to name this podcast the chad brown intervention hour but we felt like people wouldn't listen to that but that's what this is we went with stronger business instead. So, yeah. I so think now, it still I d- works. now I just got to put you created my, a platform. I got to put my idea into action. There you go. So, yeah, there d- you go. Get on Indeed and put and, a yeah, job description. You, you put uh, Josh on our team says it this way. He's like the projects bring us to the people, and the people are the purpose. Sounds like a smart guy. He is <laughs> a different Josh, though. <laughs> believe it or it not, it sounds like something I would say. So it's probably the same. Um, all right, Brittany, we did we did let you know about this question in advance. Yes. So we do these on every episode. So people should know this by now. I agree. If you're I'm familiar Max. with the Stronger Business Podcast, which hopefully if you're still yeah, tuned in, you, you should be. If you're familiar with the Chad Brown Intervention Hour, you know we always do a max out moment when we ask our guest if you could just leave the listener with one thing. If they didn't listen to anything else we said, but just this one thing, it would make a biggest difference in their life, helping them to create a stronger business. Mm-hmm. What would that be? I would say confidence is a choice. And that you can choose to step out in confidence, even if you don't have all of the answers, even if you aren't 100% sure that you're making the best next decision, you can choose to be confident because no matter what, you will learn. Ooh, that's good. good. That is huge. So I asked this question. Actually, I did a video the other day. I never posted it, by the way. This is so funny. Idea person, execution, taking ideas, actions. I recorded the video. It's on my phone. You've done all the work. Yeah, I forgot to post it. But the question was, how would you choose to feel if you could choose how you feel? Like, you know, if if it was your choice to make, you choose your own feeling, what would you choose? And you just said, like, you can choose confidence. You can choose Mm -hmm. to feel confident. I love that because I believe it. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you do in other people. And when you're talking to a Chad Brown and you're like, you get excited about his idea, you're instilling confidence and you're mm-hmm. choosing confidence for mm-hmm. him. And as a result, you're giving it to him. I think, yes, you're giving it away. When you are confident, that that exudes and it, and it spills over and bleeds into the next person. It's osmosis contagious. So, you know, let's not share COVID. Let's share confidence. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> Hashtag. Did you come up with that one too? Don't that did. Oh that, that, that was lame, actually. So As that came out of my mouth, I'm like, Curtis, I'm like, 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 I can't share it on somebody social media. Somebody put that on a sign. I can't share it on social yeah. media without it getting tagged. It'll put me in dark mode don't, or shadow yeah, mode. Yeah, that's true. Still don't share that it's on a good social quote. media. Yeah. What an amazing. But it is contagious. I think that's the point is that confidence is contagious. And so. You just step out in it. You just choose it. You know, you're not going to feel it 100% of the time. You said that. I just heard, step into a pile of confidence. That's just <laughs> close enough. Do I, I get to be it. a main stage speaker now? <laughs> Talk about putting this on the spot. We were going to. You we want to text me that ass? We can add it to the list of stuff. <laughs> we were going to ask Andy today if he would be. Question number 102. All right. We're in. All right. We're in conversation. Audience, you just let the let the producers know. We're gonna do a poll. I think it sounds like an Instagram poll. <laughs> exactly. You have the confidence. We're I'm running a campaign. <laughs> Vote for me in November of 2022. <laughs> <clears throat> we 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 just finished a you'll love this a spark session yes. around Stronger Business Summit on how do we think out of the box. To make it more exciting, different, revamp. What's what, not? You should have invited what's me. not? Well, that's exactly right. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. Suck what do we her say? For we did. I it. said, well, hey, we need to talk to the people. 
<laughs> that can get excited about what it is we're doing. That's it. And one of the people yeah. I thought of Andy was, was Andy Toms, <laughs> and he's not here. So, all right, bad choice. Uh, I feel like we're signing up to have to pay for stuff now. We're getting past our hour of free consulting <laughs> that we get on the stream of this podcast. It sounds like we're going to be spending. I'm more excited money. for whoever wins their Strengths Finder package. <laughs> I'll personally call you and congratulate you. This is amazing. Well, thank you so thank much you for joining us today. Seriously, so this has been a life-changing episode for me, and you being willing to share your experience and your Love time it. and your expertise. Uh, it's helpful to me. It's helpful to our audience. I'm excited about the Stronger Business Summit. I'm excited about what's to come. I'm excited about you being a big part of it. We're going to trade some sort of like speaker deal. I like some it. some spark sessions. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. Everybody gets a sparkler when they walk mm-hmm. in. It'll be perfect. Oh, Brittany, that's great. If our listener, which we already know they do, wants to follow you, stay yes. engaged, hear from you, mm-hmm. what's the best way for people to uh, hear from Brittany Toms? Yep, you can follow me and see the lives of my kiddos primarily on Instagram at Brittany Toms, two T's, A-N-Y, T-H-O-M-S, like Thomas Noe. All the all the clarifications <laughs> I give when I spell like my name. a disclaimer. We'll just put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> or you can follow at Go and see all of the crazy awesome I love the C Spark Go Instagram account. Thank There's you. like Halloween contests. Oh, yeah. and like people go all out. Y'all See? do some cool stuff. A lot of smiling people too. A lot yeah. of confidence being high like moments, right? Yeah. We we make moments matter for sure. Yeah, I'm over here thinking like how do they ever get any work done? Golly, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that insight. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. I love it. Big times. Thanks, thanks so much for being with us. Awesome. You guys are awesome. If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, be sure to leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online to connect at strongerbusiness.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you at the summit.